Welcome to Tusker Talk, a podcast by Somers Schools. I'm Amanda Bergen, the District's Communications Coordinator, and we have a special guest today, Emily Dodd, who is a senior. Hi, Emily. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Good. Uh, we're speaking with Emily today because she just received a really, really big honor. She has been um, named a finalist for the Regeneron Science Talent Search. And what does that mean to be selected as one of those 300 students? What happens is all the seniors and juniors will go and submit a paper along with some essays and from there the judges will go and look at them and pick out the top 300. I think it, that's a good uh, recognition to receive just because uh, Regeneron and STS, the, the competition includes I think the entire like United States and then some other uh, countries. So eight, I think Eight other countries. Eight other actually. countries? Eight well. other countries, Okay, yeah. so I think this year there was about like 2,000 applications or so coming in. Uh, so to be picked up upon like the top like 300, uh, it is like a nice honor. Mm -hmm. And you, you get a $2,000 scholarship, right? Yes. So there's $2,000 going to like myself and then there's $2,000 that will be going to the school for STEM related activities. That's awesome. And how great that you were able to contribute to the school yeah. with your research. That's really neat. It's a nice that's, feeling. Yeah, that's great. So tell me about your research. Oh, okay. So I've been looking basically about how uh, neuronal plasticity changes within Parkinson's disease. So um, as we probably know, like when you go and start like developing, it's not like your neurons go and multiply or that they get like really big. It's that their connections go and change and their interaction with each other changes. And we have a good reason to believe that that's gone and been altered in Parkinson's disease. So I'm looking at a specific niche of neuronal plasticity and um, how it's regulated by two different kinds of proteins, uh, the metapotropic glutamate receptor 1 and 5 and the scaffolding uh, homer protein and seeing if their interaction is leading to neuronal plasticity alterations in Parkinson's disease. And what have you found so far? We found that there's been increased uh, bonding or interaction between Homer 1B and C and MGLUR 1 and 5, which basically tells us that it could be causing the like LTP deficits that we've seen in previous research. And LTP is long-term potentiation. So it's the strengthening of neurons. It's very good. It's associated with learning and memory function. And if for the past few years now, we've seen in Parkinson's disease studies that these neurons can't undergo LTP, which has come as a pretty big problem. So this kind of serves as an explanation for why that's happening. And puts a spotlight on these two proteins in hopes that treatments that would go and change their activity would also in turn go and help the cognitive deficits that we see in Parkinson's disease. And did you work with a mentor on this research? Yes, I worked with uh, Swati Gupta, who is a postdoctorate fellow at uh, Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai. Okay, and did you do work in a lab or was it mostly from school or home, computer? It was it was lab during the summer, so I'd go in, do the immunostaining protocols, and um, then after when, when school started up, I would go and do analysis remotely and come into labs on weekend to go and image. What was that experience like working in an actual lab with somebody who's working on this research as well? It's really fun. <laughs> uh, you definitely... I don't know, I think that as like a sophomore when I first came into this course, I was like, everything is so precise and measured and um, 
like completely efficient to the lab and you just realize that that is not the case. Um, and it's a good thing because um, you don't really learn unless you go and make mistakes, unless there's things that you can change and improve. So I found that working at the lab really made you uh, go and problem solve quite a bit, which is a nice uh, experience. And how did you choose this particular line of research? Uh, so I started, I came into science research my sophomore year uh, knowing that I really wanted to do Parkinson's disease research. Uh, my papa had passed away from it the previous year, and I just wanted to like see if I could do anything there. So I went, and like most sophomores in science research, you go and email like 80 people or so, trying to see if there's anyone who would take you, and my case for Parkinson's disease research, and I was very happy to go and receive an interview from Deanna Benson, my current principal investigator, who I was, okay, I was really prepared for this interview. I was like prepared to like go and get down and tell her like everything <laughs> and like show what I knew about her work. And it turned out to be like a, come, let's go meet the lab. And so it definitely caught me off guard, but it was, it was really nice. I, lo I love my lab, they're great. And so that first meeting was not just an interview, you were in. Yeah. You were accepted automatically. Yeah, she was already like, okay, we have this new postdoctor fellow Swati. I think you're going to go and work with her. And I was like, okay, cool. That's great. Um, <clears throat> have you dis have you done any other projects through science research, or has this been your focus? Uh, my previous, so this year's project is what I've already talked about. And then uh, last year, I worked mostly remotely uh, with another PhD student, uh, Christopher Govera where I basically looked at depression and anxiety in Parkinson's disease and um, just going and get a frame of reference to uh, how much it's impacted by stress as well as like rate, weight regulation, how much does uh, weight uh, fluctuate due to uh, acute variable stress. Are there findings to that research yet? Yeah, uh, we found quite a while ago that it will go and increase your depressive like tendencies or um, some of the things like anhedonia, which is the inability to experience pleasure. Um, we also found some anxiety differences. And I think it's always been weird uh, just because acute stress and chronic stress have both ha had different effects on weight at least traditionally, where acute stress would go and signal like a very severe weight loss and chronic stress would somehow cause weight gain. But I think in my research, I ended up finding a pretty big uh, differences in weight regulation and PD, which overall becomes a problem because uh, levodopa, uh, the drug that's now given to Parkinson's disease patients to try to reduce their motor symptoms, is based upon your kilograms per body weight. So obviously, if that's going and fluctuating all the time, you have increased risk of getting the wrong dosage and then you know experiencing something like dyskinesia, which is like uncontrollable movements. So you kind of want to avoid that and make sure you're getting the right dosage. You mentioned that you were interested in this line of research because of your papa. Yeah. How does your family feel about you actively looking into things in this area that might help other people in the future? I mean, I think they're pretty proud, pretty happy with what I've done. Um, it's definitely uh, hit very close to home, that topic. And as I just go and like, I go and like see my cello instructor and uh, his family has a familial mutation for Parkinson's disease too, where, um, so it's like a lot of people I knew have uh, had a family member who has suffered from it. So it's just been more fuel to the fire really to mm -hmm. just uh, keep researching. Mm -hmm. So you play the cello? Oh yeah. How uh, long have you played the cello? Uh, ooh, so I'm, I think third grade. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
And are, what musical groups are you a part of here? Uh, here I'm part of the orchestra and chamber orchestra, and then I also do some private lessons outside. I was supposed to do some kind of area all-state uh, because of my NISMA score, but uh, that's been canceled due to COVID reasons. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and you have plans for next year already, you told me. Yeah. Um, I've been accepted as an early decision applicant to Washington University in St. Louis for the biology major on the neuroscience track. Congratulations. Yeah, it's nice. Do you hope to continue your research on Parkinson's when you're in college? Yes, definitely. I, I specifically like went and searched for schools that had uh, research like that. So my plan is to go and continue undergraduate uh, research for Parkinson's disease there. Great. So. Tell me about your experience at Somers High School. What, what affected you most, do you think? What aspects of the high school helped you to grow as a person the most? I think, I think this class, definitely science research. Um, I, it's definitely changed because of COVID times, uh, but definitely my sophomore year, it was really great to have these amazing like frog mentors. I think I had Peyton D. Sienna, and then informally, I also had Caitlin DeRosa, and they were just really, really sunny, really happy people that made me want to go and keep going and keep uh, presenting for the course and everything. Then we also had like Sungra Ham, who had like an amazing attitude and a personality. And yeah, there's just like people like those people. You can see their posters up on the on the wall, like Rogov, Sun, Robin Masterson. Uh, they're just amazing people. Like as a sophomore, you're like, oh my God, can I be you? <laughs> <laughs> you had mentors in the program as well as outside. That's yeah. really great. Yeah, that's what we do here. So we have the frog mentors, and then you call the people, your mentees, your, your frogs. So right now <laughs> I have... I think I have three now. I have Emma Bidden, uh, Maya Donnelly, Mia Barlanti, and they're, they're super nice. Okay, great. Well, congratulations to you. It's very exciting, and I know that everybody here is super proud of your award, so congrats, Thanks. and good luck. Yeah.